listeners, I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This is the whole hour side of our routine athletes. And all those people and businesses that support those athletes. Look at all of us today. Another busy morning, Dr. D, but who's to your left? Say who's to your left. Uh, let's see. I believe it's uh, the owner of the vehicle with the license plate JQC743. Going to have to move his car <laughs> okay. because it's uh, it's blocking my truck. Oh, oh, you talk so much trash. Woo! Michael Baker! <laughs> yeah! Good to be back. Yeah, would you move your moped? Yeah. It is. <laughs> the license plate actually is what? Erica, you know this. What is yeah. my actual license plate? It's got something with Boston on it. No, no. Or BG what? Clubs. Oh, yeah. It's right. It Why is. It's clubs? not lying. It Absolutely. is. It is. And it's I, true. Can I just tell you a quick little story? Can you, I want to know what your degree is into. Tell the world. I mean, not everybody listens to the show every single week. So, but I'm going to give our two gentlemen to the left First the license plate. All right. First the license plate. Uh, okay. So first the license plate. Okay, so yeah. BG Clubs. Yeah. So before here, I was in Anaheim for 15 years running the Boys and Girls Clubs. And I was driving. Driving home one day, and I've had this license plate everywhere I've ever been. When I was in Washington State, it was BG Clubs. New Jersey was BG Clubs. I didn't have it in New York, though. Okay. So of course. I'm driving down the 5 freeway, Okay. going home. When I was working in Anaheim, we first moved to Irvine. I'm driving home, and I get pulled over by the highway patrol. Oh. And I, I know I'm not. I, 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 honestly, I don't speed. I don't like speeding. It's, right, right, right. it's, it's not right. my thing. You're that guy in the I, fast I got pulled lane over, and, and, I got and I'm like, what, what's <laughs> maybe my taillights out or something? And the police officer walks up to my vehicle from the side, and he tells me, roll down the window. I said, is there a problem, officer? He said, he goes, uh, you, he goes, uh, you a good golfer? I said, what do you, what do you mean? He said, big clubs. I said, no, it's boys and girls clubs. He goes, he goes, oh, you work for the boys and girls clubs. I go, yeah. He goes, have a good day. And he walked back to his car and that was it. Aww, that is awesome. That's, that's not how BG I clubs. heard the story. That's it. That I also awesome. understand that you yeah. met your wife that way too. Yeah. My wife was a police officer that pulled me that's over. Who, yeah. that's pulled him over. Ironically, yes. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, marrying the librarian slash uh, highway patrol. Then you were speeding. Then oh, you were speeding. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, gotta catch her. Gotta catch her. I chased down the police. That's not really good. funny. I had to get the verification when you told me what your degree is in it because I didn't not that I didn't believe you because like you're straight up shooter and I, I love that that's what I really really love about you but he goes because I had that look like oh, do I believe is it funny is he going to say something funny after this because it's not funny I'm not saying it's funny no I, get it. No, I wouldn't say it's funny That not no, today no, no, not today it. don't say it's funny Michael Baker we'll get to the punchline I'd laugh anyway exactly so <laughs> he called his wife uh-huh. and he asked her what do I have my degree in? And he and and so say what and and he it matched. That, that so it was like match that. game. Okay, so yeah. you have each. Uh, let's give everyone on a panel yeah, yeah. one guess. Yeah. What do you think my major was in? in you gotta college? give him the mic. Give him the mic. Legitimately majored in this. He has a degree in business. No. Uh, no. no ah. This could be a blended card in it for somebody. Economics? No. 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 That's good guess Concrete though. Mixing. Very smart guess. Concrete mixing. Communication? Communications, oh, no. Another great guess. No, it's another and good that guess. Was Terry, Terry Conrad is in the house. Put your hands when a lady speaks. Absolutely. PR for the Elks. We're, we're honored. We're honored. Incredibly okay. thick hair, too. Incredibly yes, thick hair. She's got great hair. Doc and I are so jealous. Uh, That's right. We got great hair. We got great hair. You better hair. be careful. Okay. You could lose and that And Lang Lowe step it up to the plate. Was it mechanical engineering? No, no it was no, not no, mechanical no, no, engineering. No. Okay, so Sam Russell, 
And then we also have his buddy. Okay. You guys are, I know it's Spencer. I know you thought, uh, looking at my notes. I don't know. It's, uh, it's just Spence. First of all, I just called him Spence. I did. And there's no dead air in, in radio. I get it. So, okay, we went around the room. Dr. D, we all know what it is, so we can't. Okay, lay it yeah, out. Home economics. Yeah, exactly. It was not home economics. <laughs> Afro-American history. See, look at the faces. Yeah. Now, I have only I only have one question. When you chose that major, yep. when you chose that major, yep. what kind of a job did you think you would get? Good, great question. It's a great question. So that's a wonderful question. Ah. The reason I chose that major was because in my college in Albany, the Great Danes, by the way, great college baseball program, <laughs> phenomenal. Does. Looking for a catcher in two years, so you're coming our way. There you go. Um, anyways, he's hired. Yeah, Division One, by the way. Uh, Mighty American really? East Conference. Division One, absolutely. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I thought, we, we, you say stuff, and I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No, Division I didn't know it was D one. The that's Great huge. Danes. Okay. Someone listening to this, one person listening to this <laughs> knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I went there. <laughs> Transferred immediately, but I went there. <laughs> uh, anyways, so um, the the reason it was so applicable to what I currently do now is the emphasis of the major was on urban affairs. Mm-hmm. So we dealt a lot of the studies were, were on dealing with uh, uh, low economic situations, uh, families uh, dealing with significant health, health challenges, uh, but urban blight. And that's where you're going to find a lot of your boys and girls clubs across the country mm-hmm. are in areas where there is very low economic uh, vitality and that's why I it, I was drawn to it because I mean that's just been my life I I, I don't care where you drop me off I'm gonna we're gonna figure out a way to make it work I don't care if you give me a corner in a in a, in a gas station say hey, we have this space here okay we can turn that into a boys and girls club we'll make this work we'll figure it out I don't know how we'll fund it but we'll figure it out um, <laughs> so yeah that's that was the, that was the the, hmm. the impetus for it and he switched majors well, no, no. I was. Did, did you start off? No, oh, I see. I, yeah, I got. I, okay. Yeah, well, but, and because yeah, you were inspired by an event I was going to be a guidance life. counselor. Yeah, exactly. guidance counselor. Yeah. So my junior year right. is when I switched. The then major, he walks yeah. into a club. So I got to finish. Do I got to finish the good parts of the story for you? So go. Then <laughs> okay. Go, right. What up? It's all about you, Michael. I this is not the Michael it. Baker show, you know, but uh, okay. Yeah. So, as I was mentioning. In Albany, we had a wonderful program where you would do community service. It wasn't court appointed. It was through school where you put in 72 hours in the semester. And if you went there for a semester, you got three college credits. So my advisor called me into his office and said, listen, you haven't taken any electives yet. You need to take an elective. I said, well, I'm going to be a guidance counselor. He goes, I understand that. He said, but why don't you, he goes, here's a new booklet that came out and had all the nonprofits in Albany, New York at the time. This was 1988 way before your birth probably even your parents birth but I don't even get into that so so my I, I looked at it and I flipped through it and it said I came turned the page it said the Albany Boys Club it was still the Boys Club then it wasn't the Boys and Girls Club yet and my advisor said you know what you should go down there I had heard of it I didn't know anything about it he said you should go down there and I said okay so I went down there I literally ran from my dorm to the to the Boys Club in, on Delaware Avenue in, in Albany New York and walked through the front door and the second I walked through the front door, I saw the club director leading about 20 kids into the gym. He had a polo shirt on, boys and girls club polo shirt, jeans, sneakers, a whistle around his neck, clipboard in his hand. He had about 20 kids following him. I thought, this guy's got the greatest job in the world. I said, this is awesome. And then uh, it, there was another staff member talking to kids over here at one table, another staff member helping kids with homework at another table. But everybody in the building, everybody except me was African-American. Every person in the building. So I thought, this must be a place... For African American kids, that's what I thought it must be. And what ended up happening is um, 
so I went back to my advisor the next day and I said, listen, I got to change my major. He goes, you don't change your major your junior year. What are you, nuts? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm going to do it. He said, uh, what are you going to major? And I said, Afro-American history. He goes, are you outside your mind? He goes, why would you do that? <laughs> I said, well, if I'm going to work for the Boys Club, that's what I, because I, I thought it was just a place for African-American kids. That's all I knew. So he said, you'll never graduate on time. I said, I will. And I did. And I majored in African-American history and it turned into a career I've been doing for 31 years. Woo! All right. Hands together. All right. That's the story. That's a. Mayor Baker. Do we have any? No, don't even start that rumor. Don't start that rumor. Governor Baker. That's better. Okay. It's always best to start at the top and work your way down. Yeah. I fool around like visions and everything like that, but I can't help it. I had I had a really good vision, not probably to a lot of people in this room, but you know, when Melania and Donald, you know, went down the escalator, and I had a room full of people in my living room, so I have witnesses, and everyone was like laughing and I swear I don't know when you go away I don't know I, I have a tendency of going away uh -huh. so I went away and it's like I looked on the wall and I saw these balloons and I saw this congratulations I go so I said you know because I don't have a filter as you know Michael Baker yes, you know, some know. people I got shoe size 10 ends up in my mouth sometimes so <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yeah. um, so at the end of the day I'm like looking I go there is our next president and I was like ah! now remember if you would have said that when they went down the escalator oh, okay you would have just I did I was laughed it's my house that even makes it worse. So I had yeah. to get everybody drinks. So and I don't drink. So since then I've had one other one. Okay, and I have a witness here too because like I've already oh told you about this. God. Oh, here it comes, and it's the same thing. And it was really kind of cool because I'm in it. You know, like the balloons are coming down on you and everything like that. And then your name Baker rhymes with like Mayor Baker, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I don't even. I'm trying to think. It wasn't a governor. It wasn't like you know an ambassador of all the clubs or whatever like that. And dump, did I not dump? Please, please help me and say that oh I did. My God. She has visions. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> did I not say that, tell you about that? Woohoo! Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, that's all well, she wants that's, to do. That's great. She doesn't want to touch it. Okay. It's a great vision. And then you end up moving to, to uh, Buellton. Buellton. Well, there you can see. So it's not, so the Santa Barbara one doesn't have to worry. Okay. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Because it's not you're not going to run for rumor. mayor of Santa Barbara. Yeah. You might like go for mayor of Buellton up there. Why are you looking at me? Every great Holly Sierra is a great a mayor in Buellton. She's doing a great job, <laughs> yes, Holly. She does. I love you. I what? think you're the greatest. She is. She's fantastic. She's a fantastic. Person. She's a fantastic. We can all give a, a vision. What? We can all give a shout out to Kristen Stedden. Who yes. is now Santa Barbara Santa Bar City Council? Council. Well, yeah, Council. And, and she didn't think she was going to win when she was a co-host here. There's something about becoming co-hosts. But on she knew she was going to run. Yeah, she. Right, You're yeah. telling me you yeah. see me running? Yes. No, I see you winning, run. not running, winning, winning, uh, winning. winning, yeah, winning. winning. Okay, see, it'll right. be one of the most unusual elections ever. Exactly. He right. he didn't yeah. run, but he won. Yeah, exactly. We don't know how yeah. that happened. Yeah. <laughs> All I got to say this, knowing you as well as I know you, and I'm pretty good for not the length of time, pretty much four and a half years, yeah. but I, you just know people when you know them. If you wanted it, not to like change your, because you know, the past and the future is all really yeah. in the present. Maybe this is in the future. Maybe it happened in some past, you know, that we shared a long, long time Who's ago. But the balloons look current. <laughs> they look like those big balloons you buy now. Yeah. Not like some fancy yeah. balloons, that old, like, you know. What? The most important question yeah. this whole thing. Okay. How thick was my hair in that, in that <laughs> vision? Was <laughs> no, it thick? Uh, no, it didn't no. Have, no. I was, was like, as bald as I am yeah, right now? Yeah. And your wife was Every. Stunning. 
She, uh, that's that's clearly yeah. everyone. No, everyone vision. You have perfect so vision. Yeah, everyone was, was wearing sunglasses yeah. because oh, of the because sheen. Because the lights were yeah, just shining up. No, my head. Yeah, no, 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 no. That makes sense. Uh, we we've got to talk about a lot of things today. We're hoping <laughs> we have kids coming, but if they don't, we're still going to talk about them without the children. Then that's okay. Sam's here. Huh? That's well, right. Not guests. He's a co-host. Right. We, we we're talking about our guests. True. But that's okay. So we're going to continue sure. on um, from last week. So mm-hmm. we will wait and see what that is. It's Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more of these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Uh, before we get uh, hopping and popping, I just want to give a, a little bit of love out here to Tino's Drain and Sewer. Woo! Okay. How about, he's already, let's see, he's replaced my water heater. He's done a couple of little jobs for us. Um, another friend of ours, we want to put, uh, I just want to give a shout out, Dominique. Yeah, he also works with Cal Property Management. We yes. really appreciate Cal. Wonderful, wonderful man. It's nice when somebody comes to you on time, price mm-hmm. is right, super nice. My bathroom was cleaner than, I was kind of like nervous, you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially when you have a bathroom issue. You know, spray, spray, you know, it's just mm-hmm. embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And then I get back and I thought the house cleaner would it was just nice to have somebody that super super nice I mean I loaded them up with drinks and Tina we love you and I hope this uh, shout out helps you and not like you need the business because you're very busy alright here we go here we go uh, Sam Russell when we had you were here for the the wonderful conversation we had about the transgender can't remember who's here who's not here I don't think so oh you no. fantastic that's even better Dominique a- right. answer the question so yeah uh, what we were talking about uh, last week was having a brief conversation because in sports it's coming up more and more that uh, in particular in women's sports but um, we're wondering do you and any of your classmates are you guys talking about how the inclusion of our transgendered population how that's affecting sports in school um, I don't think it's like affecting our school personally a bunch. Like I haven't seen it personally at our school, but I definitely feel like it's kind of an issue in higher level sports and stuff like that. So, um, do you guys have you know just thinking off the top of your head? Do you have any ideas and stuff? Because what's happening is people are trying to figure out well how are records going to be recorded and um, technically who's really won the race if there's a biological advantage perhaps. Um, so it's making it a little trickier than to just say um, here was the guys' race and here was the gals' race. You got any ideas to share on the topic? Um, I feel like they could just have like a league of their own, maybe just for like a like if you're like saying uh, talking about running or any sport, just like a different league for them or a different race for them that they all could run against each other. So then, what we were talking about is it gets complicated because w- there's a current court case going on. I want to say it's uh, even gone all the way up to Supreme Court, where um, a young lady uh, technically she has more testosterone in her body, even though she's biologically female. Um, and they're trying to figure out, okay, well, is it right for her to keep all of her words and everything? Because even though she is biologically female, her testosterone le- level is abnormally high compared to her classmates. So. So 
um, what we're realizing is, and this is why we bring up the the subject, especially with sports, is we're realizing the conversation has a lot of gray in it. It's not just a black and white conversation because um, it's not a matter of whether you're simply biologically female or biologically male. We also have a group of population that possesses both sexes, um, and we also have a population that doesn't... Um, doesn't uh, equate themselves to either gender, and they're also participating in sports. So then it gets a little tricky, uh, in my mind, thinking about a separate league, trying to figure out, well, who would actually be in that league? So what uh, we were talking about is sports is really enjoyable and, and celebrating our abilities and celebrating our strengths and um, and competition is really great and it has so many dynamics to it. Sports is so important for psychology and for the development of our character. So we want to create space where um, we are inclusive and we're including everyone in our population and we're just trying to figure it out. Have a conversation. Well, it does matter at the at the end of the day and the reason why is we have to talk about it because when you especially get into college and I've said this before my younger son got $120,000 between of academics and sports and so there's money on the line Michael Baker when there's money on the line you know uh, you have a, especially in running um, and Ed Ed was bringing up another sport boxing yeah wrestling I think the state champion uh, woman biological male uh, is the state champion in female wrestling. So, you know, it's you're sitting there and you're talking to, to people and you don't want to be, you have to do it in such a, I'm not the politician here, but it, you can't not talk about it mm-hmm. because it's taking away from the person, you know, there's a, there's a winner and a loser. So anytime there's a, this, this country is not, life really, sports is not a zero sum. It's winning and losing. So you want to always have the biggest playing ground for everybody to participate. And I don't think myself personally, creating a separate league, I don't know, if, I don't think that's right. Um, I don't know, what do you think, Dr. D, help me out here. I'm drowning. Well, I'm going <laughs> to throw some more gray. Okay. What if an individual decides that they're going to change their race based upon a genetic test, a DNA test that they've taken they have on any one of the sites. genetic marker that shows that they're more Native American, perhaps. Right, but they've been declaring Caucasian or they've been declaring Asian or they've been declaring any other uh, race ac- uh, across the globe and suddenly they, I want a piece of the pie of the Native American, and I've got to figure out what tribe and this and that, because apparently there is, uh, there are some people actually who do that. But mm-hmm. let's just say, no, take the money out of it. You want to suddenly change your race, but and now you've got a whole nother, uh, a whole nother, uh, a whole nother issue. But I, I think there's a difference there because you're not, they're not altering the race. No, that's true. They're, they're, they're that, not. They had a test taken and it showed. Okay, maybe prior to that, I'll take myself as a as a, as an example. Um, my whole life, my my mother would always say, "Okay, you're you're you know, when talking about ethnicity, you're you're fifty percent German and mm-hmm. basically fifty percent Irish, something to that effect." Well, I did the the uh, the um, uh, ancestry dot com, mm-hmm. and it comes out we're like two percent Irish. I'm like, "What are you kidding me? <laughs> are you out of your mind?" I, I felt cheated. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yes. Right? Yeah. So so. 
I still feel Irish, yeah. but it's not nearly as much as I thought it was. Yeah. But actually, yeah. that number's gone up, thank, thankfully. Well, I did the same thing, and of course, it confirmed what I'd been saying since I was a little kid. I'm Heinz 57. The five and the seven. There are seven continents, right? Yeah. I'm from five of the seven. <laughs> okay? Wow. So I'm a global citizen, if you will. You are. But I could declare certain areas. And you're right. That is not as much uh, uh, a controversy. But there's also another piece of information. And again, this is bi- basic biology. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Every single human being who has ever existed started out as the cells began to divide as a female and then i don't know if it was the chromosomes or the dna in the parents or the the new dna that was created from this this uh, joining of cells and then the dividing and subdividing that then determined okay this person's going to be male oh no this person's going to be female you get an extra you get another x uh, you get an x or you get a y Mm -hmm. to go along with that so I, I don't know how that is determined. I don't know if they're up there rolling dice <laughs> or what the deal is. But it, it's very interesting when you when you bring yeah. science into the mix. Yeah. I, I'm curious with Boys and Girls Club. Have you had any? How do you handle gender issues with Boys and Girls Club? It, it's based on how the child sees themselves. Yeah, has nothing to do. with And that's else. California uh, high school. If the child identifies themselves as as a male, female. That's that's what we go with. Yeah. Um, it's. I would be lying if I said to you it's not a unique situation, because it, it's it's becoming. It, I shouldn't say unique. Unique is the wrong word. It's becoming much. It's becoming more common now. Mm-hmm. Uh, five years ago, ten years ago, the, I, I wouldn't know how to answer this because it would be a shock to me. It's much more common now. Um, and it's interesting because people are more open to having the conversation. Uh, so absolutely. when a child expresses yeah. something, they're received in a safer environment. Uh, I'm hoping is the case. Well, you can you can look at it this way too. Here, here's a couple of different things. We're we're all roughly the same generation. Okay, I'm going to be other than you two gentlemen here. Okay, it wasn't that Which long. Is why your voice is so important, Sam? <laughs> it wasn't that long ago that it would be unheard of to have a gay character on TV. There's no way that would happen on public broadcasting. There's no way. You would see that. Mm-hmm. The advertisers wouldn't support it. You, she was there when I was <laughs> Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, but we didn't talk stuff. about it. Right, but I'm saying that you that the character was uh, a, was openly. on TV, no, no, openly gay as a character on TV. It's like that would not uh, f- have been as acceptable, certainly as it is today. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a great thing. The other the other area is, I mean, not too long ago, it would have been. I mean, if you turn back the clock a little even further, seeing a quote unquote, if you, I'm mean, using a not politically correct term, but like a, 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 a uh, uh, interracial couple on TV. Oh my goodness, that would have been yeah. like. Are you, there's no way you would see that. I mean, yeah, that, and that, that, kids these days, especially changed. in California, you'd never imagine that being yeah. an issue. And what's the what is the impetus for this? inner conflict and that one is going to decide whether they're going to be one gender or the other or neither or both or what have you and it to me it ties into the whole realm of cosmetic surgery that people go in to do that and i used to think oh come on this is ridiculous why are you doing that to your body and then i got an insight a lot of people who are doing it yes they're doing it to fit in and so forth some people don't feel comfortable in the body they're in. That's the And that's so when the they fact. make the change, now they're feeling complete. They're feeling yeah. happy. It's so called dysphoria. What is, this, what is this impetus yeah. that has come about in so many people? And is this something that you can track back through history where you've had this same issue? 
so there is a whole history that it's being um, shared in regards to a gender issue and, and whether you're relating to the gen- gender that you were born into or whether psychologically your brain is actually um, insisting that you relate to a gender that's different than what you were born into. And um, from what I have observed, having ha- uh, I have a transgender child, um, he identified as a as a male ever since he was two years old and didn't wasn't able to really articulate that conversation till he got into his teens and so uh, it's very interesting it has to do with a sensation of dysphoria with the body and so if anyone thinks that the kids are jumping into having an operation in order to be able to do better at sports I just want to let you know no that's quite not that's not what's happening anyone who decides to go that route is really undertaking something that's quite difficult but in the end, it gives them that real beautiful sense of uh, strong self-esteem because when they look in the mirror, they see who they feel they are. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Let's just, right, there's a smush, we're going to smush it right on. We got all new commercials. Enjoy. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. All right, well, I want to hear what Spence, Spencer, Spence has to say. Um, I'm a wrestler, and personally, I've never encountered this situation, but I do know, I believe, like, what you were referring to earlier was um, in Texas. I'm pretty sure it was a girl that was transitioning to become a guy, and she had been taking some sort of testosterone or something, which was obviously making her a little bit more uh, bulky and strong than other girls. And so it gave her a pretty big advantage. And I saw a video of her wrestling other girls, and she was just completely dominating. She was how much bigger. And I think that there was a lot of like debate as to if that's okay or what, what you should do in that situation. And... I'm honestly, I feel like I could go either way. I understand the thought of like keeping them in that um, like division, but I also understand moving them into a different division because, or like into the boys division or whatever they identify as because there could be an unfair advantage to the other girls who aren't taking like testosterone or anything that would give them an advantage. That's a good point. We never even discussed that. We've always mm-hmm. thought that if they just jumped over to, mm-hmm. you know, what they identified with mm-hmm. instead of just staying within the same uh, gender, because that would that would kind of be help. And enha- I mean, I don't know what it would do in, as far as han- enhancing, mm-hmm. but I would think that you would get stronger. I mean, and, and you're not doing it for the sport. You're doing it so you can help identify with who you feel you are. I understand that. Yeah, t- uh, the quantity of testosterone in our body definitely has uh, something uh, to play in the conversation of how sports is going to handle the the gender question. Um, but uh, it's really good that to know, in California in particular, whatever gender you identify with, that is the team that you get to play with. You know, it's interesting, too. There's a, a There are people who are born into this world who are both... And that the doctor, at the time of birth, 
and maybe the parents are involved too, gets to make the decision as to what gender they're going to be. These are called hermaphrodites. They right. have both genitalia of the male and the female. Right. And it's like, I'm sitting here going, and we don't ever talk about you? it. Who are you? I'm sorry? <laughs> we don't ever talk about it we don't. for the most part. And it's yeah. like, well, who are you, doctor yeah. or mother I, and father? I know of someone whose masseuse was uh, hermaphrodite. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, we're actually separating the word uh, asexual from agender. So uh, it appears that the brain has a tendency psychologically to identify with male or female, or maybe not, but that seems to be an identity in the brain. Mm-hmm. And then we have the issue of the biology of the body. Yeah. So it is a very complex question. Yeah, very much so. Um, I mean, I, I, I throw this out there, too, because I've had this uh, happen uh, in, in conversations um, with people specifically dealing with disabilities. Uh, and a gentleman and I had a conversation about the fact back in the 80s, all this controversy over the Library of Congress publishing Playboy in Braille. And I said, okay, from a business standpoint, I agree with you that they should pull the funding. If Hefner wants to provide it for the newsstand price to the blind, I think that would be a great idea. However, the fact of the matter is it's already being provided, and now you're telling the blind what they can and cannot read. So now you are the one who's deciding what information that they can take in. Where's their right as a human being to make that decision. Why would that be any different as far as gender is concerned? And I hear all of these, I want to call them apocryphal arguments about, oh, they're only doing it, the boys are only doing it so that they can get in the girls' locker room and in the girls' restroom and so forth. And I'm yeah, going, that's you have it. got to be kidding that's, me. Are you serious? Yeah. That's someone who's being insensitive yeah. to the conversation. Yeah, it's not good. And then, then I want to talk to the boys here real quick, too. Um, Dominique has pulled up a lot of facts. Our generation is a lot different than your generation. Like Michael Baker was mentioning, what we have on TV is not the same thing that we grew up with, all in a family, da-da-da-da-da. You couldn't even get away with the stuff. Now, in your generation, um, you had, Dominique, you're so much better at asking questions. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> well, I mean, we touched on a little bit with transgender. We also touched on uh, race issues, too. I mean, um, when you guys are relating to your friends and stuff, do you ever have a sensation of being a different race and relating to someone who's in a different race? Or do you just see everyone who's all, uh, everyone is just students and classmates? I feel like for the most part, I don't really look at that like type of thing or skin color or race or anything like that for like who I associate myself with and like who I'm friends with. I feel like everyone just like deep down, they're just like a person. It doesn't matter what their skin color is or what their race is. That's really cool. I will tell you, again, as an African-American studies major, <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that. I think that's fantastic because it's not that long ago. And I don't, I don't think California had this issue. I don't, I don't think California ever had the issue with the separate drinking fountains. I don't think that was ever here. I don't know. I don't believe that was ever here. I don't I think that was ever in California. Statistics. But that was a real issue. Yeah. And if you haven't studied South. that, you're going to see it. And you're going to be blown away. Like, are you kidding me? They had separate drinking fountains for African American kids and Caucasian kids, and they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't use them. Separate bathrooms. Separate, Separate bathrooms. bathrooms. Yeah. Se- and that you're talking 60 years ago. Yeah. So here's a current fact. I'm li- I'm listening to a book called Punishment Without the Crime, and it is a look at our uh, misdemeanor system in America. And it is a current fact from 2017 that if you are a white gentleman and you have a felony offense, you are more likely 
to get hired for the position than if you are an African-American gentleman and you have no criminal record. So here in California in particular, with my kids and stuff, we like to think, oh, we don't have any racism. We're not discriminating against anyone. But our justice system does not bear that out. And so it's really good to hear that you guys are relating to each other as human beings and not um, seeing race as an issue with relating to friends and classmates because this is something that um, is hidden from wealthier people in our society. We're not seeing the impact of racism but in particular with the Boys and Girls Club Mm -hmm. you are seeing more of an impact of who are our poorest population Mm -hmm. and um, and it is really important that we become everyone become awake to it and do something to make changes well said Dominic you know it's really unfortunate too because there's a bill I believe it's a bill I don't think it's been passed yet and had gone to the governor's desk here in California uh, where they're looking at expunging the records of a certain group of prisoners uh, so that they can then sort of have what's considered a fair shake yes. when going out and looking for work but yeah what this you is just, really important yeah but what you just said nullifies that whole thing because it won't make any difference if to, the ex- record is expunged oh right right, right. In because other words, if you're black and white White, who's going to get the job? If neither of them has a record, who's going to get the job? Whereas, as your example states, the white guy has a criminal record, the black guy doesn't, and the so white guy's still going to get the job. I have a comment to this, and this is not from research, this is just my observation. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, biologically, when we look at another human being, there's a part of us when we're relating of what looks, uh, hmm, what our brain says is healthy, mm-hmm. what is romantic, what mm-hmm. is, and our brain is giving us those cues, and it has to do with with us recognizing ourselves in another person. And so there may be a little bit, not racism, but just rather recognizing yourself in another person. So the more that our communities become interracial and and, uh, cultural and global, Mm -hmm. um, I hope to see this becoming less and less. And I was quite shocked to see in our criminal justice system that that's not the case. Regardless of the percentage of the neighborhoods, there is an unusual amount of misdemeanors happening in our um, African-American populations, unfortunately. And so we need to bring that out. Now, I have one question before we go to break. And it's sort of rhetorical, but I ask you to ponder it on the break. I want you to find a photograph of, say, 40, 50 years ago, and then one of maybe three or four years ago of Michael Jackson. Was he black? Or was he white? Or was he a it's man? A good song. Or what? Yes, I, I realize that. Okay. Or was he a man who had what was described as a particular pigmentation condition? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. because if I were to have seen him and never seen any of the childhood pictures, I would have said the man was Caucasian, if not Asian. Okay. So, so yep. Oh, yeah, we'll leave Michael out of this, okay? <laughs> Not being disparaging. No, I know that. Example. We love Michael. Yes, we do. Let's take a little break. It's Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Well, we are happy, happy, happy that Holly had some time, put her hands together. Woo! And 
and what I love about it is um, she's going to be our college, I guess, be best thing to do because we had Lori Cortez and then we had Kristen Snedden. So we have a new college coach. And this is perfect because we have two teen athletes here um, that's going to need your information that, you, that you've been doing. How many years now? Ten? Over ten? I've been in higher education for more than 20 years. 20 years. Nice. And, and you got a great voice. Thank you. It's got a perfect voice. I love it. I said I loved it. I was writing little sticky notes. I love her voice. This is wonderful. Because uh, I make the announcement. All those in favor, I already said this already before you got here, uh, that Holly's going to be a co-host. Say aye! Uh, everybody, big big hands, please. Thank you. It's like, pretend we're on TV. Okay, let's show some love. All right, great. Um, what I really um, am excited about is when kids are coming up through the freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and you want to be that collegiate athlete, let's let's talk about today, because things have changed since my kids are 24, 27, so I know, and they constantly change. So what do we got to look for? Well, I think one of the things that students need to know is the NCAA Clearinghouse, if you're planning to apply as an athlete or want to play as an athlete in Division One or Division Two schools, those are schools that can offer athletic scholarships, you need to be conscious of the requirements, because oftentimes when students go to apply to the clearinghouse, they discover that grade-wise they're actually eligible, but the way they're not eligible is because of the specific courses they've taken. So in order to be considered for the scholarships in these high division athletic programs, you really need to make sure that you are going through the clearinghouse and going through their checklist. And it's really easy to find. You just don't want to get to a situation where at the end of your junior year, all of a sudden you discover, oh my gosh, I'm not eligible, not because I don't have a great GPA, but because I didn't take a particular course or a couple particular courses that they needed me to take. So I encourage everybody to just hop on the website, NCAA Clearinghouse, check it out if you think you're going to be a college collegiate level athlete there. I also want to mention Division three schools because oftentimes athletes are not necessarily ready for Division one. They're not going to get paid to play as some people would think of it. But Division three schools still allow you to pursue your passion as an athlete. They are absolutely competitive. Don't let anybody tell you differently. And the difference is because they don't offer athletic scholarships, you're there for the academics first, and the coaches will recognize it. I'm not saying they won't push you, <laughs> but I will tell you that when it comes down to the academics, they're going to actually be pushing you in the classroom as well as on the field or in the pool or wherever your sport puts you. So those are a couple tips I would offer about the way athletes should approach their college career. So should I avoid the whole thing and just take everything? Just take <laughs> yeah. everything and then I, if I'm covered no matter what happens? Uh, well, I think you should hopefully meet with your high school counselor to make sure you're on track. Your coach may know a little bit about this. But one thing that I think is interesting is compared to when I grew up, students now, you guys are playing on club teams so much. One of the things that people don't realize is that if scouts are out there, they're scouting tournaments. So you need to be careful of your behavior, not just when you're with your high school team, but when you're with your club team. Because on the field or in the parking lot, if you get off the field and are in the parking lot yelling at your parents or your teammates or whoever, mm -hmm. that is going to be what they remember. And no matter what kind of college application you're submitting, you want to be remembered for the right reasons. So now, that's what I'm Holly, do you like Lori Cortez? Is this because uh, I know you have a job, but do you do do you take on kids on the side as a business? I do. Okay, great. My business Good. is Smart College Admission, and Good. I'll help students with selecting their colleges with individual parts of the application if they want to go that route. But nice. generally what I like to do is meet with them 
try and do a personality match and an academic match, find nice. 10 to 12 colleges, some that are reach, some that are 50-50, and some that are pretty safe bets. And I work with kids any from the lower end of the GPA scale all the way up to the ones who are exceeding the traditional GPA scale. So My kids both started with their college coach uh, summer of eighth grade. Do you think that's too premature? <laughs> just kidding. No, not kidding. Uh, ask Lori Cortez. I, I just well, threw it. Yeah. Honestly, I'd like kids to have a chance to grow up a little bit. Okay. I don't think choose. I don't care about choosing a major. I don't think it's right to actually oh. to say I'm going to be a college or I'm going to be a lawyer or this or that. I think there's so much out there. Students don't ever get the chance to explore mm-hmm. if we get it in our head that that's what they have to do. So I'm a big fan of try lots of everything and. Then Great. by your sophomore year, I'd like to at least be chatting with you. So we're going to go through a couple of those little things first. Uh, we're going to take a break. But freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you're going to give us a little rundown, what you sure. need to be working up. And we'll be right back with Holly after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Holly, I know this put you on the spot, but we want to make some announcements. But I really, just really fast, at this time of year, right now, uh, oncoming freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, like what should they be doing right now? Freshmen, I want everybody to install the free app called Grammarly on your computer so that you do not ever turn in a paper with misspelled words and other things because college doesn't accept that. Also, please learn the difference between active and passive tense writing. Sophomores, between your sophomore and junior year, you can be looking for scholarships, private scholarships, because they really don't change much from year to year. So you can do your research, figure out what you qualify for, understand when the deadlines are and what they need. Juniors, you've got a lot to do between your junior your senior year we're really looking for you to get those essays done over the summer pick those colleges do all the things that you can now because your senior year is going to be jam-packed there is no way you're going to feel like it's an easy senior year so there's plenty to do i'm happy to go over the details with people but what's your contact information you can reach me at holly at smartcollegeadmission.com or 805-968-6681. And we're going to have her link on the new Team Sports Radio uh, website. Thank you, Claudia Moreau. Woo! We love Claudia. We love our new website. All right, Ed Langlo, you've got a couple things you want to close out with. Okay, so I wanted to talk about uh, another event that's coming up that you won't want to miss. It's at the Elks Lodge on the 4th of July. They have an event out there every year, and there are things for adults to do. They actually have an open bar out there. They have a bingo for adults inside. But the event is really all about the kids. So if you bring your kids out, there will be two bounce houses, not just one bounce house, two bounce houses for them to play in. There's face painting. Uh, The admission initially is free. There's a children's gazebo area that is a $5 fee, but you, you get to come in and you get to do spin painting, which spin art. It's a, a Frisbee. They give you a Frisbee. You put the paint on it. They spin it, and you get to take that Frisbee home with you. Nice. Knowing that you did it. They have Beanie Babies. You get to take a Beanie Baby of your choice and take it home. They have face painting. They have. You can do 
art yourself. You can do rock painting. You can do, they have temporary tattoos for the kids. Are you going to be singing out there? Ed? Uh, yes. Woo! Ed, you're going to be getting down? No, I'm not. No, you're not we're singing? not singing? You guys aren't singing I'm out there? I'm just kidding. All right. No. You are. We will, we will be, there's, there's another event that she's, uh, I think, alluding to. It is uh, a fundraiser for our local veterans. It's called Groovin' in the Grove. It's a classic car and vintage travel trailer show. And Ernie Nippers will be there, and I'll probably sit in with him on a few songs. The, so, date, yeah. on, the date on that is? That's the 27th of July. All right, cool. The Doc, last Saturday in July. Michael Baker, you killed it. A couple of updates on United Boys and Girls Club. What you, what's been going on? You crushed all of your events because you're Mayor Baker. I'm sorry. I keep, uh, the events, are, events are really well. But the thing exactly. we want to push right now is the Maricos Challenge. Okay. Maricos Challenge. Has, Maricos Foundation has given us $150,000 wow. to raise over the next... 30 days they'll match it for Camp Whittier Rebuild so oh, wow. go to our website unitedbg.org that's united B as in boy G as in girl.org and take the challenge okay but I like the you come on you, we were talking numbers and you know just we got we got to look up, we got another minute or so okay come on so uh, running through quickly our yeah. our uh, rally yeah. which is our biggest fundraiser right. most successful one we ever had we, and uh, you know me I don't give gross numbers because no. you can't pay bills with gross that's right that's it you, uh, you got that I learned that the hard way with my first check that's it exactly <laughs> um, first paycheck it was we, we netted over $300,000 yeah woo nice yeah. so that was a very successful uh, and tremendous thanks to the Arm and Hammer Foundation for yeah. Michael Hammer for being the title sponsor. Do we have any golf tournaments coming up? We do. We actually have two coming up. Uh, September 16th is our our annual golf tournament at La Cumbra. Okay. And then uh, we're actually setting a date in August. I don't know it off the top of my head for the alumni golf tournament at okay. La Cumbra. So I mean, at uh, Glen Annie. Dominique and I have the closest to the pin, Saul mm. Alcarez, beautiful piece, and we're donating it to you guys. Oh, awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's fabulous. So we'll have to discuss the closest of the pit and All the whole right. thing. It, it's a it's a beautiful piece. Wow, yeah, beautiful. we're giving that away to the United thank, Boys and Girls Club. Thank you. Yes, I've had it for like two and a half years. I don't know why. Oh, you know what it was? I think you guys were supposed to get it two and a half years ago, and then you, the that was the, the year the, the flood. Well, the fire. Well, that yeah. was before the flood. The fire. <laughs> it was the same we, year we had I, the flood and the fire. Exactly. Well, remember yeah. when you dropped the balls? From the, from the oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. thing and it, the crane didn't work yeah I remember that yeah well that was the year you're supposed to get it so you're gonna get it this year Michael Baker yeah, better we late than never Santa Barbara we love you too be kind see you next week. For the best, for the best.